I don't want to just be known as just, hey, you're just you're just a basketball coach. There's no chance mm-hmm. I'm just that. You know, do you want to be a transactional coach or a transformational coach? As we continue to kick off the new year, we remember the great contributions of civil rights leader Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And our Interludes Extra Talk on Tuesday's team speak with internationally known coach John Santagon about the importance of being more than just a coach. It's time to honor a king and a coach. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra presents Find Your Voice, a podcasting course for beginners. The course starts January 7th. Learn more about it on our website today. And now, all the way from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val, the voice, Johnson. I didn't have the distinct pleasure of seeing a Dr. King speech in person. You see, I'm a 70s baby. I remember the full record album my mom had with King's speeches, and at the time, while I was in grammar school, I clearly remember the legislative fight to make Dr. King's birthday a nationally recognized federal holiday. The breakthrough came in 1983, a couple of years later, after Grammy and Oscar award-winning artist Stevie Wonder penned the song, Happy Birthday, to speak to and celebrate all that Dr. King had accomplished in his short 39 years on this earth. As a young teenager, I remember one of my favorite Cosby Show episodes when the sisters Vanessa and Denise fought over clothing and was hard pressed by Cliff and Claire to make up. Towards the end of the episode, which aired in January 1986, Claire walks into the living room and sees the youngest child, Rudy, watching Dr. King's speech, Let Freedom Ring, in black and white. Soon thereafter, the whole family gathers around the TV and quietly the character Vanessa, portrayed by Tempest Bledsoe, apologizes to Denise and her big sister acknowledges her apology with a smile. The scene is forever burned in my mind because it shows family unity around the concept of remembering a moment in time when King spoke to inspire millions. The fight that had occurred earlier between the sister characters was completely eclipsed by the Let Freedom Ring speech at the end. Brilliance, right? We need to remember why we celebrate someone like Martin Luther King Jr. His legacy and what he stood for should continue to be taught in schools all over the country and yes, all over the world. EP Michael Womble and I recently discussed Dr. King's legacy and how children of today may not know how well they have it because of the civil rights movement and the trailblazer, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I feel like if more of our children or if more of our teachers, would we, if we learned about King, and this is uh, his birth, his actual birthday is coming up, and then the celebration of uh, of the honor of honoring Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It happens every third Monday in January. Uh, he was an advocate for nonviolence and um, for definitely for civil rights, a lot of civil rights that we are able to take advantage of in this country right now 
it's because of his legacy and what he's done. And I know, I don't know if, if, if shootings with children was happening in the six fifties and sixties when he was um, doing what he did via being an advocate for uh, civil rights and, and being an advocate for, you know, human rights, but it's just very disturbing. And I, I feel like if we, if we taught about uh, leaders like him and taught about what, you know, the struggle has been, I, I feel like, will we be really going for guns? I don't know. And I, 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 I don't, I don't I mean, know. I, I, you know, it's, it's really interesting you say that because, uh, and, and certainly we can ask Coach Tony about it. He has a similar mm -hmm. kind of background and experience. But when you talk to younger people, mm -hmm. um, I think they understand what they are able to do. I think they kind of understand their uh, status and what they're able to uh, accomplish now. Mm -hmm. But don't understand that this is new. Okay, right. so mm -hmm. you and I, Val and, and Coach Tony, we are of the generations, plural, I said plural, generations, mm -hmm. that at least have some kind of, we could reach back. There were people around us who remember when you couldn't, and they would tell us, hey, you couldn't, you didn't used to be able to. And I had a talk with um, our, one of our dean of students earlier this week, and he says mm -hmm. that's one of the things he works with with the young people he's around uh, who do uh, who play basketball and also track. And he's constantly feels like he has to remind them, hey, you want to attend this school? You got a scholarship opportunity here. Did you know that up until so-and-so, you couldn't go there? You couldn't. Yeah. Now you can. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony Thompson, and host Val The Voice Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in our chat on our Interludes YouTube channel, Facebook group, and now on Pod TV on Roku. From our recent episode with Interludes Extra Talk on Tuesdays, here's Coach Tony Thompson with our team and special guest, Coach John Santigan. Well, my personal friend, Coach John Santigan, uh, taking time all the way from Japan, by the way of coastal California. Man led the entire country in scoring back in 85, 86, all-time league score at uh, Cal Santa Cruz. I mean, this guy's an author. He's got a brand new book coming out. I can go on and on and on and on, but we're going to get him on here so we can get these questions rolling, have some fun tonight. Let's hit it, baby. <laughs> hey, first of all, everybody, it's great to meet all of you. Uh, just in the background, listening to you guys ha having a good time, man. So I'm here to help however I can. Whatever you guys need, fire away, man. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's good, man. Mr. Wobble, man, you got this thing down. Konnichiwa. <laughs> Hi, Coach. <laughs> Hi, Coach. First of all, thank you for taking time. It's in the morning. I'm telling Val and Mike, you know, getting up in the morning while we're about to lay our heads down, you're getting up ready to get your day started. I, already, I know. Yeah, it's already the future out here, man. So, you know, I can tell you what, what, what the day's going to be like already. Oh, yeah. 
but tell, tell them some, you know, with, with, uh, with, with the background, get a, get a fans out here. You, you know, this is Interludes Talk on Tuesday with none other than the upper left found the voice of my main man, Mike Wampler, and of course me, moving the show by leaps and bounds and all that. And uh, get a, get the people a little bit of your background and how you kind of got out of the States over to Japan. So, you know, I began as a, as a, like, you know, as a college student, just like in, you know, back in the eighties and got lucky, you know, I had blinders on, uh, there was no social media, no, no cell phones, none of that stuff existed yet. So by me leading the country and scoring, I didn't even know really what that meant. Uh, all I know is that back then your publication was in like uh, street and Smith magazine and, right. So that's how, you know, people would just look and see. And so I got lucky after my college day to, to get an opportunity to play in the Los Angeles Summer Pro League. And at that time, that was the only show in town. You know, that was where all the teams came because they were trying to build their free agencies or draft picks or whoever they could and play together, much like it is now in the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I was just very, very lucky that somebody took a chance on me, saw me play uh, from another country and offered me an opportunity to continue a dream. Had no idea what it was going to be. You know, my whole life uh, being raised, I was, you know, I was uh, adopted as a child. So uh, my adopted parents always had the ed- the, the basis was to, you're going to have an education no matter what you can choose anything you want in life, but that education is going to be first and foremost. And so it was taught at an early age, you know, to respect the game, meet as many people as you can. And eventually what it became was a tool. It was just a tool to get an education. Mm-hmm. And to this day, that's still what it is. It's still a tool. Now I'm at a professional level now, but after I finished playing, you know, I, I decided, you know, that I would venture into eventually into the world of coaching and try to see if I could skeptical at first because I didn't know if I could transfer my knowledge to somebody else and expectations of, you know, how simple, well, conceivably how simple it is to put the ball in the basket. Right. And, you know, it's not simple. So, <clears throat> but for me, you know, I, I just knew that I had to carve out time. I'm, I'm not six foot eight. I didn't jump out of the gym. I didn't do any of those things. I just had to have a fighting instinct, and and learn that if I did get an opportunity to shoot the ball, ah, the the goal was to make it, you know, not to take shots. And I think a lot of players today will see a three point line, stop immediately behind it, and shoot it, and the goal is to make the basket, you know, not to just attempt the shot. So that concept, you know, as I grew, I got lucky and got to be a a coach at a high school level and then moved on to uh, what is now the PAC 12 conference. It was back then it was the PAC 10. Right. And, and got that, that experience at that highest level to now see the inner workings of the business side of basketball. Um, and then wow. and then move on to being a head coach on my own in a multitude of countries i've i've been all over the world um you know and, and the expectation level is still you know do you want to be a transactional coach or a transformational coach and 
a lot of people talk about just winning games and being, you know, holding this this title. You know, I've won. And I always wonder, I was like, that's it? That was, you know, what's next? <laughs> you know, it's nice to host this. But I want to be transformational. I want to. I want to know that the purpose of me being a coach for some reason is to change someone's life somehow through through that sport or through some meeting of some other person or right. some relationship somewhere. You know, I just don't ever want to I just don't ever want to go through life just going through like yeah, I want 500 games. Right. Care. You know, but did I change some young man's life to think you know, winning and losing basketball it's just like praise and criticism. They're, you know, they're both imposters. You're not as good as people say you are. You're not as bad as people say you are. You're just a work in progress. Do you love it? Do you enjoy it? Because it's still a game. And I'm not sure if today, like I can't, I can't necessarily equate to what these today's athletes deal with because they're so in tune with who wants to click like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I mean, they will scroll. I mean, I I should have studied sociology in college. You know, I, I'm, I'm fascinated wow. by that art. You know, I'm fascinated by it. You know, because uh, I I observe immediately how the attraction is to the phone, and I get it. You know, it's it's individual. You get to just do whatever the heck you want on your own. But the other side of that is, do you? Do you want to, you know, how, how do you have an interaction and what is it that I put out there in the world that's going to change someone else's life? I don't really know if they do any of that because I, let's say the average lifespan of a, of a human today is now 80. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to play basketball that long right? You know, or any mm-hmm. sport that long. And the past decisions you made are definitely going to affect the future, future decisions, future endeavors you go into, you know, and for example, you know, like uh, many young guys, I tell them, you know, you have a girlfriend, you have a wife, you know, whatever they have now at this professional level, you know, just go ahead and ignore that for a while. Find out what that's going to be like. That decision you make is going to have repercussions in, in your next discussion. It's the same and all these areas that I'm trying to say, not just winning and losing a darn basketball game, <laughs> you know, but to them, it's, it's like the whole world's paying attention. You know, who's paying attention? Absolutely. Probably nobody. One, one, maybe a few people are. Well, coach, we're paying attention to you and we're so happy that you're here to join us. Uh, I had thrown up there for people that don't know you're uh, UC Santa Cruz's all time. Leading wow. scorer, you once led D1 scoring, period. And you have become an, kind of an ambassador for the game. Uh, can you tell us, uh, we're, we're meeting you in, today in Japan, as you mentioned, you're ahead of us. What what led you to Japan? What What's going on there? And and what, what do you see? Uh, what's your future like? So the the to go into professional basketball, you know, has a lot of a lot of interesting aspects to it. You know, I, I started it with my young family, you know, my two sons and my wife would join me and we would go 
you know, ultimately, if we rewind a little bit, when I married her, I said, I don't know, somehow, some way, basketball is going to be in my future. I don't know <laughs> if I can provide you wealth and riches, but what I can give you is an adventure. You know, I don't know, you know, I'm sure Val would be the only one that could test to that, you know, but you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, but so we went on these journeys and we took it as such. Now the pressure of winning basketball games in other countries, you know, as soon as you lose a game, they want to fire somebody. And, wow. and it's, it's it's a hot-headed mentality you know it's it's immediately i gotta win and they don't see the totality of the longevity of a season okay comes and goes with the territory so you live with it and and but but all along that journey we were on it as a as a unit going and seeing adventures and learning different languages and i was knowing that my future in this game was to transform, but also to make sure that my sons acquired knowledge from other countries, you know, that they could see life on their own terms. We were, we were once in the Middle East in the kingdom of Bahrain. I had no idea. Wow. I'm an educated guy, but I had no okay. idea where that okay. was. It's a little speck of a country. I had no idea. I got an opportunity to coach there. We took it, but I didn't know at that time, like Sunni, Shia, you know, what does that mean? You know, in the United States, that's evil. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, trepidation. And I get there, and it's, it's just two separate philosophies. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And two separate ways of doing things. Eating on the floor with your hand is customary there. Others would use a fork and a different type of cloth. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay still love children still love their family still talk about all the things that are still the same the religious aspect between muslim christianity once it's broken down you see it's got a lot of similarities abrahamic faith yeah absolutely. just amazing mm -hmm. and so now if you appreciate the fact that you hear the concept of stopping for prayer and listening five times okay as a concept it's like really a great idea Take time and reflect. Beautiful. How's it said? It's a scripture reading essentially from the Quran, but it is really uh, from the Grand Mosque comes out like like musical poetry. It's unbelievable. You know, you just I would sit there and just be in awe listening to it. Yeah. Okay. So with that comes my own appreciation, and then having my my sons and and my wife enjoy that aspect and learn on their own and formulate those decisions on their own. Because for those kids that they were going to school with, that's their first interaction too with someone from outside. And so in totality, I'm using basketball as this tool. So when we were there in 2000, uh, 2011, this, the Arab Spring uprising occurs. Okay. Wow. And it's not against us as Americans. It's against it's themselves, the monarchies, and right. they exactly. believe they have this voice and they want to have this voice to say something. And it goes awry. You know, there's there's shootings, there's sure. there's highs and lows. At one point, they think they're going to have this voice, this democracy. And yet on the other side, you got 250 years of monarchy. There's no chance that's going to happen. And so 
Saudi Arabia comes in, invades, puts us in martial law. And now it's it's real. There are there are weapons on the street. There are tanks. There are things that are totally there, but uh, it's not against us. It's, right. It's their it's their own political ambitions. Well, meanwhile, when we leave the country because it's now shut down, etc., mm-hmm. you know, the State Department says your kids have written their college essays. And it, it was absolutely true. From their own eyes, they could see what the struggle for freedom was on their own. Wow. How does this an relate? amazing lesson. How does That's this relate true. now to basketball? Well, because my concept is still, it's a tool. It's it's a tool to, to get an education. Right. I'm using mm-hmm. it, yes, to provide for my family, but it's it's not wealth and riches that were coming out of it. It was this this enrichment that was going inside of them from how do you view now when you're in class? So my oldest son uh, attended USC mm-hmm. and sure enough, that part of, of his curriculum came up one day and a professor mentioned something about the Arab Spring. And he raised his hand. He goes, that's not how I remember it. Wow. It totally changed. Wow. That direction, wow. that professor was so profound in the fact that he could say, then tell us from your own perspective. Because I was on the ground. I was a child then. And and right. then that's that's the evolution. That's what that's I wanted. That's what college should be, too. That, that's it. When right. you're in college, you're doing that, having the opinion and uh, and all that is great. Like you come up with this concept of your next play. Where, where did that come about? So... Well, you know, you, you take your shot, you make your next play. It's a, it's kind of a synonym, in, uh, you know, of life, you know, a little bit of, of if you don't take your shot, what, what, what are you going to do? You know, lots of people say that the hardest thing for me, Tony was everybody says, write a book. Oh my God. Is that hard yeah. to do, man? Mm-hmm. That was one of the, still to this day is one of the hardest things I've ever done because I, they tell I, me I, to write a book right now, coach. They telling me, Tony, you need to write a book, coach. Of course. Try it, brother. You'll of you'll course. get you'll get a couple couple sentences in, and then you'll be like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, dude. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't know what. I, how do I even begin? What do I say? And then it transforms once you've gotten a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Then it totally transforms to what you thought it was. And so that was my message: was like, can I? Can this not apply to basketball? Can this be a to any simple reader? Say, take a shot, man. You know, go ahead, take a take a take a shot at something, and if what's next, you know, because there's always next play in the game of basketball. They always, if you stay in that phase one of of, yep. there are three phases of of human performance. Phase one is constantly going next play. It's all right. I made a mistake. Right. I'm learning. I'm going. Phase two is when they go. It's not my fault. It's Val's fault. Right. It's yours, <laughs> Coach Tony. Man, you, you can't draw a play right. You right. know. And they start blaming. And then phase three is, I quit. That's when they stop yep. running. Right. And um, that happens all game long. And, and the, book the, is, the book is called Take Your Shot, right? Take Your take Shot. Take Your Shot, make, make Your Play. Make Your Play. Yeah, and it was, yeah, go it ahead. It was just about me just trying at that point in time was just trying to develop something to, hopefully what I was trying to do is just inspire somebody else, not only in basketball, because you never know what a kind word is going to be. 
You know, right. you never know what it means to be on a on a subway and give up your seat. You just never know what that person is going through somewhere else. Just saying hello. The, the amount of times I've said hello to somebody has yep. led to some wonderful, wonderful stories. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know what their story is. Had no idea who they are. Turns out they're like these mega moguls of people, you know, fantastic. And it, and people go, wow, you're so lucky. How do you get all, because I say hi. You know, I, <laughs> Very I simple. I, I, I don't have to speak the language. I just have to be relatable. And, you know, if we wanted to talk, talk trash amongst all four of us oh i can dive in there man yeah. <laughs> you know i can go into that world easily but if right. we're to transform and go educational and try something transformational you know i can change directions in that direction too right and, but i'm curious about everything i i don't want to just be known as just hey you're just you're just a basketball coach there's no chance mm -hmm. i'm just that it's what i do and the name of the book is called Take Your Shot, Make Your Play. Uh, yeah. and it's available yeah. at your website uh, uh, ha uh, slash shop. And it's telling people that they need to consider some of the wonderful things you've said to us tonight to be to be transformational rather than transactional. Uh, certainly, mm -hmm. that's an amazing philosophy. Uh, oftentimes, too many extremes, right? We're just... We don't know what to do and we certainly are happy and thankful that you had the time to come out and talk with us especially given the time change uh time coach. difference coach i had a i had a Thank i had you. a quick i had a i had a quick question before we disappear oh, go quickly. right ahead go right yeah, ahead so um the difference coach and uh, coaching um i'm assuming i'm assuming overseas and here what's been that thing that stood out for you and now well with that. obviously there's the cultural side of things right so mm -hmm. every every nation every country believes that their brand of basketball is the best mm -hmm. and <laughs> so they didn't invent the game but they but that's the nationalism you know so that exists everywhere the other are figuring out much around the world is all about yes and no mm -hmm. never about let's there's another solution think outside the box for whatever reason you could think of that's what i find some rigidity in a lot of societies uh where this it's just a simple no i can't do you can't do that well well why not of course we can well let's find a way and that's the difficulty so much of the time for me is i don't want to necessarily i want to be who i am I don't want to just shake your hand. I want to finish with a hug, you know, because that's who I am. You know, I want to make fun of life. I want to laugh. I want to go to dinner and laugh. I don't want to talk about business that'll eventually maybe come, but you have to have the old school tradition of, are we friends first? Or we have a relationship in a lot of places in the rest of the world, Miss Johnson, that doesn't exist. It's just rigidity and mm -hmm and that's traditional based. And so it's not to say that it's right or wrong. It's just not where I believe it's from, from, from my own aspect. Um, I like to figure out, you know, uh, there are, there's always a solution. 
you know, because they'll want that 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 very same dilemma will be had as a basketball coach. What do I do? Do I just say we don't have enough talent? It's the easy way out. How do I figure out a solution? How do I play four little guys at one time? How do I figure out all this? So what do I do with these guys that are in foul trouble and we're out of the game? Quit? No. It's the same thing. Just keep figuring out solutions. And then afterwards, now you got to manage the ego. Right. And, and everybody blaming somebody. Well, I've been around enough to say that it's me. It falls on me. It's fine. You know, because praise and criticism, they're just imposters. You know, the same person that heaps praise on me is going to simply backstab you when things don't go their way. Wow. So that's that's that but that's part of every everywhere you go you know there's someone who's watching the podcast and says i like it but then they don't like it then you know that's you know well, if you don't like it you ain't gotta watch. Yeah, i'll tell you well coach i tell you what man it, it's only one thing i gotta ask you something that me and mike was talking about right before you came on and as a coach and you kind of alluded to it in your conversation we were talking about coach lovey smith down in Houston, getting that one-year opportunity, and all of a sudden they brought him in, not necessarily win. This is the second year in a row, back-to-back, that a minority coach has been fired. You know, do you see that a lot, especially in the basketball side of the house? Yeah, international basketball is all about one-year contracts. And, but but a, a long time ago, Coach Rick Pitino told me that, you know, if you consider yourself on a day-to-day contract, you know, because what did you do today will help you figure out, you know, are you comfortable with the decisions that you're eventually come down the road? They're out of your control, but what's in your control is what you did today. Okay. Okay. That concept really helps because in coaching professional basketball or any sport, all it takes is someone to say, that's it. I, I we lost fire them. And it's an, and it's because of just, it's called cause, you know, just because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I was at Oregon State University, the head coach is the only one that's protected. Everybody else is on that same cause. You can be fired just because. All right. Wow. Now, professional basketball is the exact same thing. You don't win. Immediately, something happens. If the totality of the situation doesn't think about, like, let's say 60 games, the overall season. Right. Let's take into account injuries. Let's take into account talent. It does play a significant role, salary structure, all these things. But ultimately, we're hired to be fired. Eventually, I heard that when I was growing up. I heard that as a young coach when I was coming up. The longer you're in it, something's going to happen. And it does. Um, but it's it's really hard to deal with. There's no one... There's no one, Tony, that's going to be harder on you than yourself. Right. You know, to be quite honest, in any, in any of these industries, no one's going to criticize you worse than you are, you are going to do yourself. So why am I going to listen to that dude who, who's making some reference? He's probably never even been in this, in this endeavor. Because to an athlete, it's, it's a gladiator syndrome. You're walking into an arena. You know, right. It's not like everybody wants you to win. You know, it's hostile. As a coach, the hot seat is hot for a reason, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing to make suggestions. They don't have consequences. You're not making decisions. 
decisions are different than suggestions you know i think you should do this i think you should run that i think you should play him i no 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 when the moment is there that's the decision that 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 coach makes and they live with it more so than an athlete an athlete can just walk away from it a fan can even walk away from it the coach lives with this thing all day all night the whole time because it's contemplating what they could do differently that may have had a different outcome and that's why it's a lonely business i mean it's but every single coach in the world that i've ever spoken to that's in sixth grade to soccer to basketball to are all dealing with the same thing just a different level of athlete and we go through this mental side of the game where to be quite honest you know earlier in this part of this half of this year i was in i was in a mental state that was tough because i have no assistant coach and and I was, I was depressed because I kept thinking like, I, I, can't, I cannot get to them. I cannot change this. I don't understand what's wrong. Why aren't the concepts not going? And see, all I was doing, I needed to ask myself a better question. You know, because I was asking myself, I don't know why we're not winning. And your mind comes up with, well, because of this, because of that. But if I ask myself a better question, like, what can I do to win? And then your mind starts to find solutions that way, too or at least other things to try. All right, well, me, Val, and Mike are going to get on the bench and come be your new assistant coaches in Japan. Yeah, man, but <laughs> I, I, we love your philosophy. I mean, hey, you know, all three philosophy. of you, man, let's roll, baby. We'll put it's, you on the bench, all three of you, man. Y'all got an opinion. You know, I, I, I love your philosophy. I love the what you are saying and why you're saying it. And, and if you didn't catch it, because uh, I, I had I was on mute on purpose, I was catching the names. You you, you hear dropping names. Coach Patino. Uh, uh, Coach, Coach Patino told me it's like, oh, didn't yeah, okay, all right. And who and who else has been advising you in your journey? I mean, well, you, you're a I'm certain. One hundred percent, absolutely lucky. One hundred percent. I, well, I guess the, there's no doubt, right? The, the coach that probably had the most significant impact on me was Coach John Wooden, and and it was because I was greatest college coach, basketball yeah. coach ever. Go yeah. go right ahead, tell us more. I was young. I was leading. You know, I was up up and coming as a college player, and at that time, college players you you just went searching for as many things as possible to earn income, and so you became a counselor at whatever basketball camp you could. I got this lucky chance to be a counselor at John Wooden's camp. And I froze. And I I would watch him walk and I just would stop because I'm like, there there goes God, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't even talk to him. And he would say hi to me and I had, I didn't know what to say. And then he started being this comedian with me like, you know, you probably can shoot the ball a little better than you can, you know, cut, making fun of the point that the fact that I could make baskets. Right. And, uh. and, I, and I was like, oh, my God, he's got this comedy side to him. This is God talking to me, you know. So we we immediately fast forwarded our relationship really quick to the fact that he allowed me to take him home and go into his house. And I learned the most valuable lesson I think I've ever learned in my life. Here is the winner of so much. And he said, you know, they don't remember 17 years when I lost all the time. They only remember the 10 national championships. Wow. And then he said, come to my house, go to his house, 
and mm -hmm. and these are the times when the the there's an answering machine and it is constantly ringing okay and, and it is it is going on and on and i'm i'm just a high school coach at this time and i'm saying to him you know coach uh you know don't you want to answer that you know and he's like i'll get to them you are my guest i will you are in front of me i will always have time for who is ever in front of me and i will answer that mm. it was the white house at one point oh, and wow. he what? didn't drop it not one second wow and wow. so i never forgot that because he said the people that say they're the most busiest are are not really telling you the truth there's always time you can carve out for someone sure and sure. uh and i never forgot that lesson man and that's that's him you know well, so he, he was he was telling me don't be don't be so busy that you can't talk to some kid don't don't be that guy so wow. that's me man so well, we appreciate that's you yeah Part of your guys' tribe, man, forever, man. You guys want to let's okay. let's talk on the regular, baby. Oh, he wants to be he wants to be transformational, not transactional, guys. Take your shot, make your play. Uh, we hear that there's another book in the works, so I know you said it was hard to write this one, but when the second one comes, Coach, we would love to have you back. Yeah, that one's a totally different story, Val. That one is about my quest to go search for my uh, my birth parents as I was given mm -hmm. up for adoption. I went I went searching for them. Right. That, that, that sounds like a whole, whole fascinating. Wow. Right. Okay. Sounds like a fascinating story. We'd love to have you back with that. But thank you so very much. And and already he's already in Wednesday, guys. My goodness. Yeah. Congratulate my uh Golden State Warriors for winning there and uh, winning the 2023 2024. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get us started, John. Don't get us started, coach. Here we go. Hey, well, thank you very much. I know you got to get ready for practice here in a few hours and uh, appreciate your time. And again, you know, Val and Mike, uh, you know, I got a chance to get with Coach Ben Norton for about 15, 17 years when I first got in. What he's telling you is so true because I remember the first time I went to him and I was asking him about an opportunity. He said, what about the opportunity? You come tell me what you want to do and what you're trying to do, then I can help from there. Don't ask me this and that. And it made it turn my situation around. And now, 20 some, 21 years later, now I'm a college coach, been on the sideline for 20, and got an AAU program that's been running for 20 years. And and, and uh, I've been keeping in touch with him throughout those, that time. And it's been awesome. And uh, man, big time mentor. Couldn't have one of the better mentors that's helped my career alone. And I appreciate you. Listen, uh, everybody, it's an honor and a pleasure. And, uh, Please keep in touch with me. You know, I, I love love hearing from all of you guys. And uh, if there any anything I can ever do for any of you, I'm just a phone call away or text or social media, my man. I got you. I believe you. Wow. All right, Coach. Well, we appreciate you. Okay, guys. Thank you for the honor. I really appreciate thank it. You, sir. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, my gosh. Coach, you always bring great guests. Doesn't Man. Michael? Michael, he always brings great guests. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh I yeah. talk to him all the time. 
And so, Coach, when you uh, we thank you so very much. Uh, always, we're excited, and uh, uh, Coach John was was excellent. And I, I, when he finishes his next book, we really would like to have him back. And if you like his book that he currently has out, take your shot. Take your shot, make your play. Exactly. Take your shot, make your play. It's available on his website. And um, thank you so very much, Coach. What, what, what's your word for us? But my words is. Love you too, guys, fam. But I'm out. He's out. Hey. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Hey. Oh, my goodness. To see the full interview with our Talk on Tuesdays team and Coach John Santagon, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Original concept by Valerie Johnson. Written by Michael Womble. Produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Find Your Voice, a podcasting course for beginners, launching Saturday, January 7th, and every Saturday in January from 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, to 11.30 a.m. Central, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. To sign up for the course and join our Interludes community of podcasters, please visit linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktree slash purelightmedia. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash peer light media.